Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Joe Fitzgerald, and joining us on the show is Mr. Jay Lopez of Anytime Fitness, coming to you from Hobbs, New Mexico. Jay, what's going on, man? How are you today? Doing well, man. How about yourself? I am doing very, very well. I'm excited to have you here. I'm excited to dig in. Um, We've had a number of Anytime owners and managers on in the past, and Anytime is a cool model because of how many different ways you guys can provide value and and how many, how much license and and artistic control you have when it comes to how you operate clubs. And so we'll dig into that. We'll dig into the business side of this. Um, But before we do that, I want you to talk a little bit about how we got here today, right? To paint some context for the people listening. How did you come to be involved with Anytime and and when did all that happen? Yeah. So um, I would say about the end of uh, like the tail end of 2019 is when I became involved with the club. It's interesting because, um, you know, the club's in Hobbs, New Mexico, but I'm actually from El Paso, Texas. Mm -hmm. And um, that's where I got in touch with the, um, you know, with the owners who own this club. And, um, you know, I basically getting to know them, let them know what I was doing before, which was training at a gold gym for about five years. That was actually my first job in a club I was I had just finished my bachelor's in exercise science and that was my first job in a gym and I and I'd met them 2019 which was like four years after I was training so I already had some good experience underneath me and uh, just talking to them I met them at uh at an event that that my buddy uh was having and um yeah just let them know what kind of uh what kind of clientele I was seeing was basically like more geriatrics so um, I've never been, you know, I, I, uh, I've always been someone that's been like well-rounded as far as training anyone from like, you know, if it's like a teenager or if it's someone, you know, who's like a young kid, like an eight, 10 year old, or maybe like a family or something like that, all the way up to like someone in their sixties or seventies. Um, <clears throat> and I basically let them know that, you know, that's the kind of clientele I was having. And that's the experience that, that I, that I would, you know, that I pretty much had and, um, he was pretty much, in, I guess he was pretty impressed to, to find out what I was doing there at Gold's Gym. And he basically just offered me the position on the spot to, you know, to run the club, I guess, because they didn't have anyone at the time. I, I think the, uh, the person that they had at the moment was, was leaving. So he planted that seed sometime in March of 2019. And yeah. then, um, and then it came up again in August and then, and from there, we kind of just like, you know, we went back and forth. It, it took a while because this is actually like an oil town and um, we're out in the Permian Basin. And before the oil field crashed, before the whole pandemic thing, it was really hard to find a place out here. So it took a while for me to find an apartment. I was like driving back and forth to kind of find a place. Um, and yeah, I eventually got here sometime in November and um and i've been here ever since since yeah and so you you've been here running the club for a little while now yeah what's your experience been in that seat how have you how have you grown over time or, or what have you learned oh man uh so i think i've always had like the good you know people skills with um you know as far as getting someone in shape and teaching someone how to exercise but it's completely different when 
you're talking about someone's finances. And I think that's what I've came to understand. I, I, I think I've always, you know, I've always known that, but, um, before I was actually training at Gold's Gym, I actually worked at a call center as well. And I would just handle with people's accounts. Um, not so much like, uh, like money per se, but, you know, you can get on someone's bad side real easily if, you know, when it comes to taking money out of their wallet. Um, but just keeping that in mind is like, you know, I always, always wanted to keep everyone's experience really well whenever they come in or if they wanted to cancel or something like that. So just keeping that, keeping that thought in your mind. And I think understanding that, um, you know, you, you don't want to give someone a bad experience at a club because they can go, they can easily go online and say something bad about you. Right. And then, you know, if someone goes online and does like a Google search, um, yeah, I feel like I'll take that personally. So this is, that's just a, something that I really try to shy away from is basically just giving everyone a good experience from the minute they walk in to, you know, to the last day that they're a member here. So yeah. uh, it's pretty much what I try to do. Um, For sure. Yeah. As much as and, I can. Yeah. And so, like we said, I mean, anytime is a brand that's, that's become pretty national at this point. So we don't need to do too much work in explaining what anytime fitness is, but the majority of this is in the membership model, right? People paying their memberships, coming and using the facility, doing their own thing and then leaving. But you guys have some other stuff available beyond that if they're looking for a little bit higher level of a service. Why don't yeah. you tell us about, about, about that? Yeah, so they can, um, you know, before we got here, they had group training going on. Um, we are a small town. That's the town that we, that, that I'm in is about like anywhere from 40 to 45,000 people. So, and then there's a lot of other gyms in town as well. So I think that kind of throws, you know, a little, you know, another variable into it is that um, these people have options of where they can go to. Uh, so group training isn't something that we actually offer at the moment, even though most anytime fitnesses do. Um, but personal training is something that we do offer as well. So if, if someone comes in and they, you know, they don't know where to start, they need some help. I always let them know that, you know, we're here to help them. And if they want to take advantage of a free session, and if it's something that sparks their interest, I'll, I'll schedule it right off the bat. Uh, and then from there, you know, I'll, I'll walk them through the session, um, let, you know, kind of see where they are fitness wise. I think I have this on me is like, I always carry this little pulse oxometer on me, which, you know, should be beneficial for every mm. personal trainer out there right? <laughs> because you can get an accurate heart reading, uh, you know, whenever you're training then that way you can see how they're tolerating that that bout of exercise that you're giving them and you don't want them to have again a bad experience so if they're going too high um you can kind of just like let them cool down and you know try to let them survive through that session and um yeah from there you just kind of let them know what your price points are and if it's something that they're interested in then that's that's when we sign them up got it okay and and so we've got sort of two-pronged approach, right? The membership side of things and the PT side of things. Yeah. To, yeah. to, to wrap our head around the scale of this. I mean, like we said, most of the people that listen to this podcast are gym owners themselves. To get a little bit of context for the size of this, roughly how many people do you guys serve within this whole model? So right now we have about, um, are you talking about like how many members we have in yep. the club? Yeah. Uh, right now we're bouncing anywhere between like 840 and like 850. Okay. I'm sorry, but like 825 to 850 kind of fluctuates back and sure. forth. Yeah, you can get transferred out to other clubs. Like you can have 
850 members today and then tomorrow you'll have like 800 yeah so a little bit of fluctuation yeah yeah there's a lot of fluctuation so okay within that how how does that compare to where you ultimately think it can be is there a target that you guys have in mind hey we want to get to this many members yeah so as soon as we uh when i took the position um that was the main thing that we had in mind was was growing our memberships um at the time when i got here we're sitting at about 600 and the goal has always been a thousand so that's like uh well obviously i'll i'll uh i'll back that up so we had 600 when i got here and the goal has always been like let's get 100 more let's get 100 more let's mm. get 100 more until we hit that thousand mark okay but uh the thousand number is is our yeah. Is that's the, the that's the bigger target okay so yeah yeah a thousand is the target how do we get there right when we talk about generating leads and, and finding people to sign up as members what are you guys doing to to find those leads so uh we do a lot of marketing online uh mainly just like facebook ads we have a couple ads out in town like as far as like the billboards and things like that i think what helps us a lot is whenever like new year's comes around obviously for for a lot of other gyms, but anytime fitness is cool in, in a in a sense that they run their own campaigns. And if you're an owner of an anytime fitness, you have the option to participate in that campaign if you want to. And um, and you know, another cool thing is that they'll send you all the information that you need as far as like um any kind of like photos and things like that that you can put on your page and things like that to kind of promote that sale so um yeah those those kind of bounce in every few times a year whenever we have those we kind of just blast blast those like social media ads online yeah so so the corporate gives you the location to opt into some campaigns and so it's done from the national level how has that been in terms of getting obviously local people we can't we can't sign up people nationally we sign up people nearby us how has that been in terms of getting people actually in as paying members um i think it's been good so far um you know obviously i'm I'm sure every other gym had the problem of of you know their members or, or people in their community being um you know, being worried about being out in public and things like that. So I think like that was a big factor to take into mind yep. was, uh, you know, if people were comfortable to come out. Um, but yeah, it's, it's been really helpful. Um, surprisingly, um, like this year, like our new, like every, I would say at the end of every year, we always have that $1 sign up for like new gym goers coming in January. Um, but surprisingly, it's been pretty steady um, in our you know, our marketing is, hasn't really been like to a point where we're pushing out like um, a lot of ads uh, very heavily. It's just been like, you know, um, not like so, I guess, so dense in in the ads that we're pushing. And, and spotty. Yeah, right? yeah. So it's just been like really like, consistent. Um, yeah. It's like little ads, like, you know, how's your nutrition? How, how, like, what exercises can you do? Just like little things like that. And I I think for me, um, what I try to do, um, you know, I do have a a camera as well and I'll take actual photos of people in the club. I'll take photos of the club and I'll put them online. That way I'm just not using uh, whatever material corporate gives us and try to give people uh, a sense of what our club actually looks like. Right. So, yeah. And, and, and I've talked to a number of anytime owners before, and they even go a step further and do some of their own marketing and, and pay yeah. in house. Is that something that you guys have ever thought about or plan to do? 
Yeah, man. So um, I don't want to put anyone on blast, but you do, um, you know, you get phone calls from people like all day, like, they'll be like, hey, you know, I'm from so-and-so, let me help you build your gym and, and things like that. But at the same time, you know, we don't want to waste money that we don't need to as well. So for now, we've been kind of just sticking to whatever corporate has been giving us. Yep. Um, but there are those people, you know, if, if, uh, if there are any other gym owners out there that are approached by uh, people who who can guarantee like, you know, leads or walk-ins. I've, I've had a couple of meetings with people just to kind of see what they offer. And uh, it's pretty interesting the way that they can integrate their platform into our system. Like if they, um, let's say like an ad for Anytime Fitness comes up, they can enter in their information on their end. Um, and this system has nothing to do with Anytime Fitness. And then once they enter it, then it'll transfer over to our system. But that's just, like I said, not something that we've never really uh, like pulled the trigger on. So it's mainly just been like uh, just marketing online like as far as like Instagram and Facebook. Sure. Sure. Okay. And I mean, this whole, this whole conversation has been geared around growth from the membership side of things. What about in terms of getting people that are members into personal training? How, how have you guys found success in, in ascending people to a higher ticket program? So I always like to, I'm pretty sure like everyone else knows this as well is that once you, once people see you training on the floor, it causes like a spark of interest and I always like to say it causes like a domino effect. Um, so as long as they see you out on the floor, even if like, if it means you giving out free sessions, I would say do that. Um, yeah, but, you know, luckily I've had a few clients that come, that came in um, towards the end of last year. I wasn't doing too much training. I kind of put that on hold just because I had other things going on. And I was also running the gym at the same time. So my main priority was just kind of taking care of the gym. Uh, but now I'm trying to get more uh, back into personal training. Um, but yeah, the, once they see you training on the floor, um, it causes a spark of interest and people will come up to you and be like, hey, what do you charge? And that's basically how it all starts. And then it's just yep. like, you know, you have that small conversation with them on the floor, of, you know, what they're looking to do. And it's pretty interesting, like, um, you know, everyone's got their own story. So I always like listening to what other people say. Recently, we had a member um, sign up because he had a, um, a Widowmaker a few years back, um, which is basically like a blockage of your left, I think it's your descending artery or ascending artery, um, basically causes blockage and he had a stroke. So, um, and he survived that and they call it a Widowmaker for a reason. So, right. <laughs> yeah, so I always like, you know, and not only that, um, I think, you know, Hobbs, New Mexico is like heavily a Hispanic culture and, um, you know, not to say anything bad, but, you know, ethnicities like Hispanics are more prone to things like diabetes and like, you know, cardiovascular yeah. issues. These are people that need this type. Yeah. Of yeah. So like, and that, that's the conversation that I'll have with people. I don't know if that's too deep for them. I'll try like, you know, I'll throw that out there, let them know why it's important. Um, and then I'll just, you know, get them interested from there and just kind of get them understanding on why exercise is important. So like, what's the mechanism of, of why, um, you know, cardio will help you or why strength training or, you know, working your muscles will help you and things like that. So kind of yeah. just from there. Yeah. Yeah. And, and honestly, like you said, PT in businesses like this, where membership is the main focus, PT is, sort of momentum based, the more training we have going on, 
the more people see it and then the more yeah. people sign up for training it's hard to get started but once it's rolling for sure you find a lot more success and, and honestly successful businesses in this sort of model they can make just as much revenue from personal training as they do from memberships and so it's a it's a really interesting add-on to a business like this i'll be it'll be it'll be fascinating to see how you guys are able to to continue to push along that momentum right it sounds like we're sort of at the grassroots trying to get it going but that could really catch fire here in the next couple months and years yeah for sure as long, i think as long as you have the staff available um which is um you know we only have two trainers in house right now so obviously we can't take everybody because at the same time we also have to run the club um but yeah um as long as you got the team ready uh, to get those clients in, you know, you're going to get those people that are really wanting, you know, majority of the people that are coming into the door are going to be people that have not exercised before. And uh, a common um, clientele that I see are people that have had like, um, like bypass surgeries to like, you know, lose weight. So their doctors are always telling them that they need to stay active and those are the kind of people that you can capitalize on, but you know, um, you just got to be available for them. And sometimes we're not always, sure. yeah, yeah, our schedules doesn't always work for them, at least for yeah. our, on our end. So as long as you have other people that are willing to work with them, like at that four or five o'clock AM session, then, you know, you can definitely capitalize on some more income yeah. from the club. And so looking forward here, we, it sounds like we have room to grow on the membership and it sounds like we have room to grow PT. For what's, sure. the, what's the big picture vision for you? You mentioned a thousand is the target, but, but what happens when we get there? What's beyond a thousand for you guys? Oh uh, man, I think I would think it'd just be like, as far as maintaining, you know, that the people on the ship is like, you know, making sure that they have a good experience. Uh, the more people that come into the club, uh, obviously there's going to be more usage of things like, uh, you know, um, anything in the club as far as like gym wipes and things like that so you, i think you got to be on top of things like that repairs um making sure that everything's working functionally like you don't want broken equipment in your gym so try to keep the gym the way it was from the day it opened all the way up until you know you had five members ten members all the way up to you have like a thousand or twelve hundred members so i think that's going to be like um our main priority is making sure that the club is up to date and uh, occasionally what I'll do is I'll, I'll, uh, I'll close the gym for a few hours. I did this a couple of weeks ago. I, you know, uh, the equipment is not, uh, is not light. I'll move it all around, make sure everything's vacuumed, everything's spot clean and put everything back together. Um, and yeah, that, that, that's just my perspective. And that's what I like to do. I don't want anyone walking into like a dirty gym or anything like that. Just right. because, you know, I want everyone to have a good experience from like, for sure. So, yeah. And, and that's, I mean, that speaks incredibly well to retention, right? It's one thing to sign up new members. It's another thing to keep them for sure. And, and there's a lot that goes into that. And so you are yeah. focusing on those things too. Absolutely. And, um, you know, I, I'm, you know, everyone will tell you that a gym is a dirty place, but, um, you know, we keep it pretty clean here and keep, uh, it, and anytime fitness is, 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 um, unique club because it's a like I know at first they started as a boutique like they their motto was like we want to be available to anyone that could come in at any time but now they switched their business model to let's help people who want to get more healthy so yep. yeah so for sure 
Mm-hmm. Jay, that's probably a pretty good place to to start to wrap this whole thing up. But man, I, I always appreciate this kind of conversation amongst the people who who are operating businesses in our industry because there are any number of ways that we can constantly improve and constantly tweak and, and hearing other people's experiences and what they're focusing on is tremendously important. And so I really thank you for your time and, and I'll wish you nothing but the best here moving forwards. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Absolutely. So thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Thank you as well. Don't forget if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the industry, click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast. We talk fitness business with gym owners and fitness pros who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives in their area. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guest, owner and general manager of Retro Fitness in East Windsor, New Jersey, Siobhan and Jesse. How are you doing today? Hey, how are you? Thanks for having us. I'm excited to have you guys on here. One of the first retros we've had on the show, so uh, and you guys have a unique twist. So tell me about your club. So um, we're a 10-year-old club located it near uh, Central Jersey in East Windsor, probably 20 minutes from Trenton. Um, we provide multiple amenities in our gym, such as uh, state-of-the-art equipment, uh, group classes, personal training, um, tanning, massaging, uh, you name it, we have it. Uh, yeah, uh, we have a variety of different classes from from Zumba to core to spin classes. Um, yeah, we got a mix of, of everything here. Awesome. Yeah, you guys are like a, a, a fitness superstore over there. So we'll get a little more into the services and stuff. So I want to get a little background from, from both of you. Siobhan, you bought the club about a year ago. Um, what were you doing before that? What led you into the purchase? And then Jesse, we'll get into how you fit into all this uh, also. So before coming into the fitness industry, I was actually um, in supply chain at corporate. Um, so, uh, something I really wanted to do then was get out of the whole corporate lifestyle, work for myself, have my own type of business. And during the pandemic, the biggest issue was clearly people getting sick because of underlying issues. There were a lot of health problems and fitness was one of the things that did um, uh, fix some of those underlying problems for a lot of people. So I believe that going to the fitness industry would be something that would be beneficial in the time we were in and the times we are currently still in. And yeah, that's the main reason why I got into the fitness industry. I just thought it was a really good opportunity. It was great timing. Um, Yeah got to work for myself. 
So, so how did retro come onto your radar? Were you a member? Did you, did you shop franchises? Like what made you go that direction? So actually where I lived, um, for some reason on the main highway, there's like 10 different types of gyms. Um, I tried majority of them out. My favorite one was retro. So it was something that did catch my eye when I did speak to the corporate team initially before even signing anything. Um, they really did present it really well. And even now, um, I still get, I, I get really good surprises almost every day with the franchise. So it's something really, it was great to invest in you. Awesome. Awesome. So you, you kind of tried to try to couple on, see how it fit as yeah. a consumer. They won you over there. They backed it up at the corporate level. So you said, all right, if I'm going to invest in something, it's going to be these guys. Um, and then there was just, there was an opportunity with an existing club. So was that appealing to you in that you didn't have to wait for build out and construction and permitting and things like that? Or was that coincidental? Um, I think it was more appealing that there was already a build out already out there and that had great potential too. So um, yeah, just because of potential in it, it was the main reason. Awesome. All right. So Jesse, you're a general manager now, but again, you were a client of retro and kind of worked your way into and up with it. So give us a little bit about your journey and, and how you and Siobhan came together in this thing. Um, so I, I was a union carpenter in the city for 10 years. Um, I got into this really by, by luck or yeah, I guess by luck. Um, I was going through a divorce. Uh, the divorce ended. I remember my ex-wife and ex-mother-in-law and court saying that I looked sick. You know what I mean? Like super skinny. Um, and the divorce will do that to you, that stress. So divorce diet. Yep. We've all heard of that one. So I just basically that day joined, uh, joined the gym and just made it a part of my everyday routine. I would come every day, come every day. Uh, the previous owner and and staff there saw the way I was, and you know I'm I'm new to this area, so uh, I would get along with all the people in here just just on, on speaking. They saw the way it was. They approached, asked if I wanted to get into personal training. I was like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, started off as a personal trainer. Uh, they were looking to the the previous owner uh, was looking to sell. Siobhan came in, and uh, I'll be honest. In the beginning, it wasn't. I was. It was never even a thought of me. You know, being the general manager, it was just going to be. I was going to be. You know, training and and so on. Um, but honestly, it was a lot of the the members um, that that kind of got me here. Um, they would talk, you know, again, you, you're, you're out there, you're talking. Um, and I just had some ideas when Siobhan bought it and some people were saying, Hey, you know, um, some things we would like to see changed. And one of them was, uh, management and we started talking and it wasn't right away. Um, it was more like an acting manager role. And then, Things were just clicking. We were 
always on the same page on everything with uh, with new equipment, new ideas, classes, what we wanted to do, what the vision was, uh, and it just worked, you know. Um, and now here I am, you know what I mean? And the numbers have just been going up. Um, you know, like I said, we're we're we are on the same page when it comes to what we how we want to treat the members the experience we want to give the members you know they're they're here for an hour so we try to make it seem like although it's a a retro um we want to make it one of the you know for the hour you're here hour two hours you're here you don't look at it as a retro but you look at it as like one of these top end high-end gyms you know what i mean so that's the the type of experience we try to give here um to those members so Awesome. All right. So you guys have um, kind of found and grown this relationship and the business has grown from it. Um, I don't say this to take away anything from previous ownership, but a lot of times when there's a, a change in ownership, uh, there's some there can be procedural changes or equipment or logistics changes. And I know that you said things have been on an upswing um, in the past year. So what have been some of the significant changes you've made to contribute to this? Has it been in, you know, your offerings? Has it been in marketing? Has it been, obviously you've got a management change here. Like what are the big things that have moved the needle to, to get things going in this direction that they are? So or, since I uh, took over the place, um, marketing has been one of my main concerns. Um, we really took marketing and turned it around giving a lot more exposure to the gym, not just in the area, but I would say across Jersey. Um, yeah, that's definitely one thing about marketing. We've also upgraded a lot of the equipment in the facility itself. Um, a lot of gym owners don't do this, but the upholstery is one of the main things in the gym, like cracked upholstery. That, like, I'm just giving an example. We went out there and replaced all the upholstery out there, which if you go to a lot of other gyms, owners don't really care for that as long as the piece is there, equipment and functional. Um, oh, the painting, the TVs. Yeah. We really um, upgraded the amenities around here. There are some yeah. new there. There are some new pieces that are here. Um, and again, I don't want to say anything negative about previous ownership. Uh, the guy who owned it was 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 a, was a great guy. Uh, he was an older gentleman. Uh, his daughter passed away. She was the owner. He just didn't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Um, so to get a piece of equipment replaced, it would take, you know, weeks or something broke. It would take weeks to get replaced. If something happens here, we are on the phone within within two minutes. Constantly, yeah. like, like I said, it's as somebody who was a, a member and now is in a position to to have a have a say i try to always look at being a member and that's why i think one of the reasons why i think the numbers keep going up is because we are looking at it as we are members and what would we want you know uh being here um you know what i mean uh, things happen things break but to have it go weeks without it being fixed is like just a no-no so um, that's just one of the other things. Things are are replaced. We're always asking members um, what are some things they want to see. Um, what are the newer things that are out there? From anything from 
pre-workout to uh, proteins, to energy drinks, um, to equipment, uh, also classes as well, if there's classes they want to see. Um, so, you know, some of the members were asking about boxing. We got a boxing class here. Um, so, you know, we try to make it, we try to make it as um, member friendly as possible. It's not about like, us. We try to make members. it like very personal with the members too. So it's like they, they ha it feels like they have an input in the place that they're actually paying money for too. Yeah, it's not yeah. like, oh, this is how we're doing it. I don't care what you say. It's, it's more like, tell us how you want it. And then well, that's just how we're going to do it. That's how we go about it. Right. I was going to say, you guys have been in, and again, for anybody who's ever been to a gym that's changed owners or taken over a gym, it's never a knock on the previous owner, but usually you're not, it's just not from a business standpoint, it doesn't make sense to do a lot of those things on the way out, right? They don't add a lot of value to the sale of a business. So it doesn't mean that something doesn't care or, you know, there's a million different things, but it's always nice if you're going to come in as the new owner, if you show people, hey, this is where your dues are going. This is what we're doing to improve your experience. Like people understand that you're running a business, right? You have to generate revenue. You want more members. There's, you know, there's things that go into that. Like people aren't stupid. They, they know that you're not there just out of the kindness of your heart. But when people can see on some type of regular basis, oh, hey, this is where my dues are going. Or if you ever have to increase prices, you know, even if it's a dollar or two or five, like, oh, okay, yeah, we just got all new upholstery or they added this or this gym listens to me. And I feel like when I come in here that it's it's my gym and it's for us. And, and that just happens to have a, a good business as a byproduct. It really, it does a lot to, you know, to, to make that whole experience. Um, I think from the, from the client side where you guys came from, feel like, all right, yeah, this is what I would have wanted and I can do it profitably. Everybody wins. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So one of the things that I, uh, we talked about a little off air that, that differentiates you from um, a lot of retros is you went real heavy into your class schedule. Now, was that something that started before you took over Shivang? Is it something that you implemented, you know, after you took over and, and what made you go that route versus, you know, favoring, you know, the general access members, mm -hmm. uh, where not just retro, where a lot of gyms, you know, similar size, similar style tend to go. So um, basically I came in and there were, there were already classes going on, but um, obviously COVID restrictions and all that, um, it was very limited. Um, when I came in, the first thing we did was we took the classes outside, giving them that open space, the open air, it allowed them to have more members outside. And it, uh, it, uh, it allowed to, we didn't have to put a cap on si uh, class sizes because outside our parking lot is so huge that um everyone was social distancing outside um we have about 40 classes now ranging from ha uh half hour classes to one hour classes uh seven days a week um the main reason we did really add these add a lot more classes was because um everything was going back to normal People were going back to work, schedules were changing, kids were going back to school. 
So we wanted to give more access to members that couldn't come in the day to uh, maybe come at night or even during lunch times. Um, and yeah, our group instructors are just um, very high energy, very knowledgeable in what they're doing. So they actually, a lot, a lot of the members, uh, a lot of the instructors bring in their own type of classes as well that a lot of members are favoring right now. Very unique type of classes um, involving very unique type of equipment. Um, yeah. yeah, like we have a, a, one of the classes now is with, with trampolines. Um, you know, it's, it, it's, it's taken off. Uh, another one of the other classes was the the the, the vixen class, which is again his commercial dancing. Yeah, it's just it's just growing, and uh, and it's not just women. We do have men in the in these classes too. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they are really the, our instructors really um, really really push them, and that's why the classes are, are just keep growing and growing because it's not just okay we're here. We're just going to go through the motions. There are, you know, these people leave here sweating, dying, and, you know, as, as they're cursing our instructors, they're also, thank you, and I'll see you next time. You know what I mean? So it's it's great. Yeah, and so as far as the, the implementation of the classes and the economics of it, your member general memberships for your gym are generally run between $20 to $30 a month. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And for this access to all of these classes, for the most part, that's included with, with some or most of your memberships? Yes. yes. Okay. So as that works out to have, you know, 40 classes um, ish a week uh, with your instructors, are these people who are just running their classes and, and getting a per class pay? Are they uh, are any of them also personal trainers who use their classes to, to generate other revenue? Like, are there any other things that come in this or is it really its own kind of standalone, um, just value add for the clients? The, the, the classes are more um, standalone. Uh, the instructors are, they don't, let me see, the instructors really don't do personal training. They just teach those classes um the personal trainers they uh they're their own uh their own thing the the instructors when it comes to class it's just it's just group classes, classes. It's just, uh, group there's, classes. Um, there's no really like one-on-one -on -one for the instructors yeah right okay so they're they're separate uh you know and, and this isn't you know I, I don't think there's a right or wrong in this we i've just you know, talking to so many people, they're like, oh, my group instructors will, you know, have people that really love their classes. And some of them are personal trainers. I think the personalities and skill sets sometimes are, are very different, but it happens. So just always good to, to hear how people are executing the model. So um, so you have your your group instructors um, and then you have personal trainers. Are, are your personal trainers on staff, are they independent contractors? How do you how do you manage that aspect of the business? So the personal trainers are on staff, but the good thing about being a personal trainer is you build your own schedule. So say um, you have more avail availability in the morning and you're too busy at night, you can have your clients come in the morning. So I guess that's the really good part about being a personal trainer is you can build your own schedule. Yeah, it, it's like you are 
you are staff, but you're also your own independent contractor. Yeah, in a, in a way. Um, because you're technically building your own business right. as a personal trainer. We don't require our trainers. You have to be here from uh, 9 a.m. to 12 and then 3 to 6. Um, your schedule is your schedule. Um, the we money give, you want to make, that, we, that is up to you. We give the uh, personal trainers like four times to so be paid them to work out. Basically, they're just advertising themselves to basically talk to trainer, uh, members on the floor, work out on the floor, possibly help out other members to like, get them interested in the whole program. Yeah, it's, it sounds like they really get the best of both worlds. They get the flexibility of being an independent contractor, independent business, but they also get, you know, they get to be on payroll. They get the four hours. Are you also to any degree, let's say somebody comes in, they sign up for a membership and they say, hey, I want personal training. Are you directing people, you know, based on schedule, trying to you know, send clientele also directly to some of your trainers or do they have to find it all on their own? No. So basically if they're looking for personal training, um, we get them in contact with the personal training manager and then based off of, um, based off of scheduling and timing, uh, they get assigned a personal trainer. Uh, how it works at retro is when you sign up, you get a free fitness assessment with a personal trainer of your choice. So they get, they get a, a free session of personal training. And then usually that, that leads to the whole, all the sessions and everything. Okay. So you have, you have, do you have three trainers right now on staff? We just got we just another have, one. Yeah, so, so, four. Four. so four trainers and then they report to a personal training manager. And then okay. does that personal me, training? Me and Siobhan, they yeah. basically report to. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, so, all right. So they, so. Does the manager also train or are they strictly? Uh, uh, I also I also do uh, personal training as well. Okay. All right. Perfect. Okay. So we kind of have it, it tiered up there, but there is a, there's a system in place. It's not just kind of yeah. you know, necessarily first come first serve or, you know, whoever's flavor of the month, there's actually some, some system built into who goes to who. And, and yeah. eventually through that, where personal trainers can go out and it's, it's good for them to be on the floor and generate interest. They get some brought to them, you know, by just by you guys also. Yep. Yeah. So they, they, they can hustle and get their own. And we also push ship, We send side. their way as well. Also. Okay. Um, one of the, the big things that comes up a lot um, and it's sometimes it's a bear to track um, so, so if you don't have this number at the tip of your tongue, I, I understand, but, um, people are always, um, it seems like in bigger, bigger gyms with larger clientele trying to track, you know, what percentage of clients are going into personal training or some type of additional service like that. Is that something that you guys actively track or is it just a matter of, uh, just serving the clients for whatever, whatever they're looking for at the time and, and trying to handle it that way? Like, are you asking if we have a certain like goal set up? Um, yeah, like, you know, um, some some clubs will say, you know, hey, we want 15% of our clients to be doing at least, you know, two personal training sessions a month or, or s some other clubs are just like, hey, if they ask for it, we give it to them, but we don't really like, we don't set forth. It's just kind of whatever, whatever people are asking for. 
so we don't have a goal for like an amount of clients we have like more of like a fit like a monetary goal really yeah for that okay so you track it by that so instead of it doesn't matter what the average you know how many times or visits it's just it's a percentage of your revenue that you look for to yeah. target what you're going to get out of your personal training department got it okay so you have you have your group classes you have your personal training you have your regular membership are you um are you limited hour access or are you 24 7 at your location so our our hours from monday to friday are 5 a.m to 11 p.m and weekends is 7 a.m to 6 p.m okay so not 24 hours but you're open a lot of a lot of the day for sure yeah. <laughs> okay so in addition to those things the you know the open access the personal training the groups um, do you have any other, you know, value adds for the clients, any other revenue streams that you have or are pursuing like online training, um, nutrition coaching, um, you know, supplement sales, anything like that? Are there any other things that you have or want to have in the club? So for supplements, we have a lot of energy drinks, a lot of pre a variety of pre-workout to select from. We get other members from other gyms that come here just for the smoothies. So um, that is a popular thing here uh, as well. Is that something that you guys manage in-house or do you have somebody that's like a, that rents space and comes and does it for you? How do you run that? It's all in-house. Yeah. It's all in-house. Yeah. The, we do have somebody that does Cedars that does send like our uh, meal prep program. We have a meal prep okay. program here as well. So that one's directly through a restaurant. Yeah. You said it's linked to a restaurant. Yeah. Okay. So that's really your only outside vendor or anything that you're, that you have coming in. Obviously you're not making your own energy drinks and stuff like that, but as far as services that you offer, you're more of a pick up and, or a drop off point for that. And you just take a percentage for the meals. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then your smoothie bar is just your in-house desk staff or whoever that, that works that. Yeah. Yep. All right. So it's funny that you say that, um, you know, that you have, you know, people come in from other gyms for that because it, it was really popular for a long time. And, and it's one of those things that people seem to start to have gotten away from. So um, eventually I'd have to guess that, you know, with all the amenities and everything that you guys have, it probably in some cases will lead to someone saying, well, if I'm going to go work out here, then go to their smoothie bar, I might just switch my membership too. So it's a, a nice little bonus. And that does happen frequently, quite often. Uh, that happens a lot. I don't want to mention our competitor, but um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of them, uh, a lot leave from there to come to here because word gets around Again, like you said before, when it's old ownership, you know, the new people come in, sure, everything is bright and shiny at first, but we steadily have been constantly adding improvements. And then the word gets around, oh, they added this machine. They got new TVs. They just repainted. They moved this around. They did this. And more and more members who, who were here, I guess people get a little tired of the gym. Somebody needs a change whatever for whatever one reason person that, that the person gets annoyed of yeah you know there's and then <laughs> happens all the time they are they're coming back and yeah. you know it's oh you guys have things different from over there and oh i like the way this is over here compared to over there oh you guys 
do things so much different over here than over there. So, um, you know, word gets around and, you know, people start making their way back. Yeah. And the one thing that um, I don't want to get lost in all that is it's really easy to come in and, and make some big changes and, you know, some paint and polish and all that. But it sounds like you didn't just go for the big hit and then go back to status quo. You're trying to constantly show the clients, hey, this this is what we did this month or this is what we did this quarter. You're trying to continually put things in front of them. So, again, they see this is where my membership is going. This is this is what ownership wants our thing to be. Kind of gives them value for their money, but something to be proud of too, where, where they might tell someone that goes to another gym, like, hey, we did this, we got this. And then they get tired of hearing it. And they're like, well, I want that too. And, yeah. and it generates some, some clientele that way also. I think it definitely helped that we were just regular gym members before getting involved on this side of the business. I think that definitely, definitely helped because you're constantly thinking, well, how could I, now I'm a member now, I'm not an employee. How do I make this a little better? How, how do we make another improvement? How can we do something that somebody else isn't doing? Even though like, well, you know, retros are kind of like the same, they're supposed to be, you know, how could we be a little different that one. one of the biggest things of what we strive on is the customer service here yeah so like we try to make it a very family oriented type of gym community oriented so it's not like it's we don't try to exclude anyone aged like doesn't really matter for us um and our staff is like we have our staff um working so it's like now they're not only doing like front desk work but like if a member does have questions about equipment and stuff like that they go out of their way onto the floor teach they teach them what how to do a certain workout the proper way um yeah so yeah we 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 treat the the beginning the beginner the high school kid that group we treat them the same as the guy who's been lifting for like for 20 months. years yeah. um you know what i mean they're all the same everyone i'm on a we are on first name basis with i want to say nine 95% of the members mm -hmm. here, I make it a point to be on that floor, um, constantly saying hello, always, you know, um, letting them know that we're here. Uh, so we, we always make it a point that we are here. Um, the door is literally always open. The door is always open. People have complaints. And the members here, I got to be honest, are not shy when it comes to complaints, okay? They let you know when there is a problem. Um, and they will continuously let me know until that problem is fixed. Um, so, you know, we always make it that we are here. We're always here to be found. We're not hiding. Um, so I think that's another thing is that we're very hands-on with the members. We are constantly, the both of us are always out there picking up, putting weights away, cleaning, always. So, um, you know, we're... We're here, so. Yeah, I was gonna say one one thing too is with your background, um, being a handy guy, it's gonna it's gonna be something that that comes to be helpful a lot. You know, you're uh, not that you're doing a lot of random carpentry around the gym, but just knowing how to you know to generally fix things or stay on top of that stuff. That's gonna be nice to not have to outsource some of that stuff when it comes yeah. to it. Absolutely. 
or and and then if you do have to contract stuff out, you know enough that you're not going to get taken advantage of. Well, that, I mean, case in point with the painting, you know, some of the things with, you know, they think uh, we don't know what's going on, and it's just like, all right, let's let's pick this painting up, let's get it going. Um, this should have been done x amount of time. So uh, it does it does definitely help for smaller little things. Um, troubleshooting for sure definitely helps. Yeah, and then and then industry connections, things like that. So. I mean, you guys have, you know, it seems like you've made a, a ton of progress in the past year. Um, you, you have a lot of things going on and, and just have, have continued to push the envelope there. Um, do you have any challenges right now, any projects, things that you're working on trying trying to attack? Or is it is it just, you know, kind of the, you know, the stair step of, of growth as it comes? Um, I think right now we're at, we're definitely at a, like, um, peak like growth period like time um that's what we're noticing a lot and with the growth we're trying to manage to uh give a little upgrades to members as well so we're trying to keep both like equal at the same time so with our growth we're adding more and more stuff around the gym so people are noticing which is a good thing um yeah so but more and more we're just we're just running out of space yeah that's, that's what's how we need you know that's a challenge that's probably the one of the biggest challenges is is that uh, you know that prime time rush hour is you know that's yeah. our everyone wants to come from five to seven you can't tell people not to show up right. that's... <laughs> you know I mean? yeah so that's I guess one challenge um, I guess it'll spread out more once summer comes around. Yeah. yeah you guys have some big neighbors in your facility too right so it's not like you can just hope that somebody, you know, you can't just kick out the, uh, the supermarket or, or whatever happens to be next. We have, like we have a major supply store, a uh, staples on one side, Aldi on the other supermarket side. next to us on the other. So, <laughs> right. you know, we're kind of, I guess it's, it's also a very good thing because it's a huge, uh, factor to get dry more people into the market. Yeah. I was going to say tons of, tons of traffic there, but it sounds like the only way you'd ever get more space would probably be, be to move. And that's, that's a pain. <laughs> Yeah, or yeah. or if we add a whole other floor to the building, that's or, a whole. Yeah, or that. See, there you go. Thinking, thinking. All right, guys, we are getting close to the end of our time here, and uh, you know, lots of insight, lots of cool stuff. Um, I want to switch, be get a little more philosophical here. Um, looking back for you know your professional careers, your time in this business, or things that you've done even before that have applied to it. Um, if there's anything you could go back and tell your younger self, whether it would be to do this sooner or some kind of lesson that you've learned in business, anything like that, I'd give you guys both a crack at that. Is there anything, you know, relevant to what you're doing now that, that you'd love to go back and, and give yourself some advice early on? I would say advice and some time management. Like once, like if you have to do something, get like do it right away. Don't like wait. I would say that's kind of my weakness. <laughs> <laughs> same <laughs> jesse how about you man uh i i would say i wish i would have gotten to this a, a lot sooner um yeah the you know 10 years construction outside it takes a toll on your body man um yeah i wish i would have gotten into this sooner yeah it, it sounds like you've really found uh found your home found a good you know good partnership with Shivang and yeah. And, uh, you know, hopefully a lot of good years ahead of you in the business. 
Knock on wood, man. I hope so. All right. Last thing, goals for you guys, whether it's, you know, in this location, whether it's expanding to multiple locations, you know, what do you, where do you see your futures in the business in an ideal world, three, five, 10 years down the line? Well, one of my goals for this place is definitely expansion. Um, I don't uh, Hopefully, I don't know, we can grow into the same building or if we have to move somewhere around town, that that'll be another, that could be another option too. But yeah, that's something I want to see is get this place bigger. Yeah. Jesse, what about you? You gonna you gonna own one of these someday? You gonna um, you know, take over the the town? What do you what do you think? What's the future look like for you? Uh, to own, yeah, that would be that would be a uh, a goal for sure. Um, but I gotta be honest, man. I I am I am extremely happy. Um where I am right now, you know what I mean? Um, yeah, but to own, yeah, that would be a goal. Um, but like, this is, being the number two is not bad, you know what I mean? Yeah, it seems like you guys have a really good, like solid worked out dynamic there. So um, not everybody has that advantage. And, you know, while sometimes it's nice to be the owner, sometimes it's uh, sometimes it's just as nice not to be, so. Yeah, yeah hell yeah, I'm telling you, man, the number two ain't bad. Pros and cons to both. Yeah, especially if you got a good number one ahead of you. So, yeah. all right, guys, easy question to wrap up here. If our listeners, if they want to find you, check you out online, social media, anything like that, where do they find your club? On Instagram, uh, if you just type in Retro Fitness of East Winter, you should pop up. And same thing on Facebook, too. Retro yeah. Fitness of East Windsor. The best way to explain it for the Jersey people to find us, exit eight off the turnpike. <laughs> that is the best way to put it. There you go. All right, guys, it's been a pleasure having you. I appreciate you coming on with us today. Sounds like it's been a hell of a first year. I, I, I hope that they just get better from here. Awesome. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. And to everyone out there listening, as always, we appreciate you spending some of your day with us. We hope you found value and inspiration in this episode. If you'd like to hear more, hit the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. To everyone out there in Jim Lords Nation, keep working hard. Keep changing lives. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Jim Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Dylan from Backwoods Kentucky Barbell in Walton, Kentucky. What's up, Dylan? How are you today? Hey, how are you today? Everything's going good out here in Kentucky. Awesome. Glad to hear it. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it. 
Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, I'm looking forward to it all week since you guys contacted me. So I'm Good. excited. Awesome. All right. So let's jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own facility? How did you get started? Yeah, so actually, uh, this gym is my second small business that I've owned. I owned a first small business when, from when I was like 16 until early 20s. I owned a landscape company. I always enjoyed small business. Uh, my full-time job is I'm a fireman. And in the firehouse, I kind of um, really started diving into health and fitness, joined some club or um, some different um, gyms and stuff, uh, found Olympic weightlifting. From there, fell in love with the weightlifting, kind of missed that small business side of things that I, uh, I enjoyed out of the landscaping, um, kind of had a coat or a knack for coaching and kind of just one thing led to another. And uh, we opened our doors in 2015 and here we are. Awesome. All right. And now what does your business model currently look like? What are the services that you're offering? How do you kind of structure things within the business today? Yeah. So like I said, we're an Olympic weightlifting club. Um, I don't really see ourselves as a typical gym. Uh, I think of ourselves more of a sport team. Um, so my main model that I want to um, build that my gym or club off is, is an athletic team. So we have a coach to athlete relationship. Um, so my goal is to, isn't necessarily the, to get you as healthy as possible or more performance based. So right. my goal is to get everybody in that door as strong as possible in the snatch and clean, clean jerk and to be able to get them on a platform and compete well. So like okay. I said, we're more going to be, my main focus is going to be to get people to perform well. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So more geared toward performance and not so much health and, and like weight lossy kind of stuff. Not, not so much that realm. Not so much, but we do have great success stories. You know, um, as many people in the fitness community know that getting yourself underneath a barbell, it's going to be good. It's, we're going to, we've had weight loss, um, great people or people with uh, great weight loss success. Um, of course, we talk about dieting and stretching and we're going to hit that health side as well, but right. that's not what my main end goal is unfortunately right. just a little bit different world right yeah absolutely okay so now how many members do you currently have at the club oh uh, in person we have about 30 uh, people um that sounds kind of small but in the world of Olympic weightlifting um we're actually pretty big mm -hmm. um from what I know we're the biggest club in the state of Kentucky okay awesome and how have you grown to that point of being the biggest club in Kentucky for what you do? How have you got yeah. So very early on and um, when I started this backwards barbell thing, it was out of my garage. And from the get go, I always wanted myself and everyone else that I was training with to be the best. And I kind of took a model off of um, Westside Barbell. I don't know if you know them with Louis Simmons. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I always, even though it's a different sport, I always looked at them and was like, man, these guys, he's built an empire from powerlifting. And the way he did it, I think it's kind of being that bad boy in the sport, right? When mm -hmm. Westside Barbell showed up at uh, me, everybody knew, kind of everybody hated him, but he was the best and people wanted to be with the best. And whether you're kind of hated, kind of everybody likes to hate somebody, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And uh, very early on, I kind of wanted to give backwoods barbell that same type of feel. Um, I kind of wanted everyone to come in and be like, look, we're going to be the best. We're going to train the best. And when we are going to go to the meets, 
we're going to let our numbers speak for ourselves. Absolutely. So we were able to very quickly get a lot of people in the gym because the few people I had already, um, when we got our new facility in 2000 and I think it was 18 or 17 or something like that. Very, I had a small group, but mm -hmm. we went to meets, we dominated and that kind of really quickly took off. And then uh, of course, social media and stuff a little bit, but mostly just letting the meets speak for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I had a, a coach like that when I used to do fitness competitions, you know, it's like we would show up and everybody hated him, but everybody that was on the team performed at the highest level. And, you know, it's like, everybody was like afraid when our team walked in because it was like, Oh shit, you know, like yeah. this is serious and everybody hated him. But again, like the results speak for themselves. So I kind of like that approach, you know, yeah. it's like, you're not there to make friends. Like you're there to no. put the numbers up. Exactly. And, and yeah, we did that right off the bat. You know, we brand ourselves as that way too. Um, mm -hmm. You know, everybody in weightlifting usually is very like, oh yeah, we're all friends, this and that. We can show up to meets. I don't really care to talk to anybody. I know right. that sounds really cocky, um, <laughs> but it's a sport at the end of the day. So mm -hmm. we go in, we do our thing. My whole team is dressed in black. Um, we market ourselves with our uniforms, singlets, backpacks, apparel, a lot more than any team I've ever seen, even on like the really big national level teams. Mm -hmm. uh, so we immediately walk in through the door. We, I want us to be recognized and I want people to know who we are right off the bat. Right. Um, so, and yeah, we were not there to make friends, you know, um, but <laughs> I want my members to grow and I want my members to be the best they can be. So I'm going to put them hard. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And now, so are you acquiring new people on the team, mostly through word of mouth and referrals or how is that working? How are you growing the team now? Yeah. So right off, like I said, early on when I got this new space, um, I was originally bouncing around from different gyms, renting platforms, whatever I could borrow, mm -hmm. you know, throw a gym owner 20 bucks. Like if I can train somebody for an hour yeah. and then uh, I got an opportunity to rent out uh, about a 1500 square foot space a couple years ago with triple crown athletic um, out of Walton. And they've been awesome. They pretty much said, yeah, do whatever you want. Um, so once I got that space right off the bat, like I said, we were hitting social media pretty hard, mm -hmm. Instagram, paying for ads, Facebook, yep. all that typical stuff that everybody's doing. And then when COVID kind of hit, you know, we had to shut down in Kentucky for a while. So our, our memberships dropped pretty heavily. Um, well, people coming in the gym, thankfully, still paid their membership dues during COVID, which was awesome. Rent was still yeah. due. My members, you know, they were very loyal to me. So that helped out a lot. Absolutely. Once we opened back up, some people did kind of filter out, unfortunately. Um, and then in the past few months, we've been gaining members back up. And I think mostly that's been to meets are coming back now. So now that meets are opening back up, national platforms are back open. People are starting to see us again at these national meets, local meets, state meets. And that's helped out a little bit. And I was a little lazy on social media for a while. I'm not great at it, um, but I started dating a girl about two years ago who was really good at it. So she's been, yeah, she's been able to help me on that uh, social media Instagram thing a lot. And that's been paying off pretty good. We don't run ads currently right now. Um, sometimes I do like if our numbers really start to drop, right. I'll get some, uh, ads going. Um, but you know how the success rate of them is usually not super great, but it might gra grab you a member or two. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you have a very specific target market, you know, it's very niche down. So, um, 
I'm sure that, you know, you have to get super specific as far as who you're targeting and the pool of people that you're targeting within that pool. There are only a certain amount of people that are actually looking for what it is that you have to offer. So, you know, that can be a little bit challenging. So how have you kind of been able to overcome that or how have you really targeted things to get the right people's attention? Um, I think it, I got kind of two answers for you. Um, uh, first part, like you said, it was, it, we are a super small niche, um, mm -hmm. what we do. So the first thing I had to do, especially coming back from COVID is I had to broaden that horizon a little bit, right? Okay. I know that there's only X amount of people that live in my area and only X amount of those people are going to want to be weightlifters, which is a very small group. So what can I do to reach out to a broader scale? That's just not right in my area. So we really started pushing remote coaching. Okay. Uh, People, uh, there's different level packages they can purchase, um, simple as just getting monthly programming. So they get an email or access to our program on our app. Um, they get, you know, uh, 20 bucks a month, they get programming. That's it. And then there's also where people can um, get programming and then video analysis. So if they want, they can pay a little bit more. They send two videos once a week to me. I go through the video and give them feedback. So that's been able to get me people across the nation and not just in my little you know, 40 mile square area. So right. we have 30 members in person, but we have a lot more um, that pay for or do the remote programming and stuff like that. So that, I think that's helped significantly because once again, if somebody in Ohio, Tennessee or wherever it might be, sees them competing underneath our name, right. that's just more social media presence mm -hmm. and that ball just continues to roll. Um, in the immediate area, we've done uh, things like a charity blitz uh, which was awesome success. We were able to help out a really cool uh, local charity. Uh, so we had, you know, different events inside the gym, fundraisers and all this stuff. And it, it got a lot of new people just to step in the doors. Mm -hmm. So anytime I always tell people, especially with the gym, if you can get people in the door, that's all you got to do. Get them in the door and usually they'll stick with it. Yes. If you can just get them, it doesn't matter if it's for a charity event, a weightlifting event, or actual practice is get them in the door where you can get face and face with that person, meet and chat and talk, mm -hmm. uh, I think is key. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's good that you were able to take advantage of the online space. That's something I was going to actually ask you about because with what you're offering, it can be hard to offer those services online. So it's good that you've been able to find a way to make that work, to be able to serve more people. I mean, the nice thing about being online is that it's so scalable, right? Because you're not oh, yeah. limited as far as where you are located on a map. Like you said, you can help people from literally anywhere. So yeah. that's that's awesome that you've been able to find a way to make that piece work. Um, so now what are your main focuses and your goals within the business for 2022? What are you directing most of your energy and attention to this year? Uh, my main goal as the I'm the club owner, but I'm also the head coach. So my main goal is to number one perform. So we have nationals coming up in July. I'm going to hopefully send a really big team out there, make a presence. We did great in the last couple of years at nationals, but I want this to be our biggest and our best ever. Mm -hmm. um, so send a big team out there, dominate, do great, come back. And then I can use those, those winnings, those accolades that these, my athletes will do get on social media, start hammering that stuff out on social media, uh, going to different local, our local meets, get people to see us. So my goal, number one, is to get them to succeed at nationals. That way I can kind of use that as a little bit of recognition that we can maybe build some members off of that, 
and uh, maybe get some new people in. So, right. you, you know, the numbers speak for themselves. You know, people yes. want to see other people lifting well. Absolutely. And then we have um, a new, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. So we have a new program that we've been working on. We haven't okay. launched it yet. Uh, the goal was to launch it a couple months ago, but we didn't get it quite done yet. I want to do an athlete stipend program, uh, meaning what I want to do is uh, someone will be a paid weightlifter. So mm -hmm. I'll pay them a monthly salary to lift underneath my club and my name. Um, so, I, but that person, whoever we pay needs to be at national meets, big name, lifting, you know, records and stuff like that. Because just like with any, you know, sport or gym, you know, you say, oh my gosh, you know, this person who's really good is out of that gym. You know, like, what are they doing different? So just to kind of get our name out there even more, trying to snag up, um, a stipend athlete. So hopefully I'd like to see it by the end of right after nationals uh, in July that we can actually launch that program. Absolutely. Okay. And now do all of your members compete? Is everybody that's involved in the program competing? No, no, um, no, sorry. Not all of our members. I would say 80% of the people okay. that I have um, compete uh, competitively. That's my goal. But if not, they just want to come in and that's about 20%. It's an 80 20 rule. 80% of the people are coming in and they want to compete. 20% of the people, they're coming in, they want to lose weight, they want to be healthy. Um, they just want to, you know, they like weightlifting, but they don't care about the competitive side. Um, so not everybody does. And I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, I want to compete and I want everyone else to compete, but we are a business, right? I got to make sure that I can make rent and uh, right. put a little money in my own pocket. So I'll take that 20% any day. Oh yeah, absolutely. And now how are you structuring your memberships as far as, you know, being a business and having to charge and having to keep the doors open? We don't always like to talk about that aspect of things. Um, but how are you structuring the membership? Are people on month to month? Are they committing for a certain amount of time packages? How does that look? Uh, currently right now, the one thing we offer is a month to month, um, it's just, it's just easy that way for me. Um, we've done punch cards. We've done like buy six months and get a discounted rate and different things. But it seems like for whatever reason, just works the best is just a month to month. Um, and I have a little bit of a conscious on me. I've done those six month things before. And I feel bad when someone buys six months, they come for a month and then that's it. And then I, I feel horrible as a person, like, man, they just dropped all that coin and I can't get them to come in. They just wasted money. So it's not fair to me. Like, it's not fair to that person for me to do that. Even though it's great that it's money in my pocket, it's just easier. Hey, you know, I know things happen in life. You know, you might not enjoy it. We might not be the right fit. We'll just do month to month. And that way uh, it's fair for everybody, I think. Mm -hmm. um, so, and, and that, and my prices are extremely fair to compare to most clubs, like way cheaper. <laughs> okay. Why, why, why are they cheaper? Uh, so I'll be, um, you can go on our website and see our pricing. We're $65 a month for unlimited. Um, yeah. So a lot of people see, um, weightlifting clubs about the same pricing as like CrossFit, you know, like that 150 and more. Right. Um, I think just that deep down competitive competitor inside me, I'm like, I'm going to lower my prices a little bit. Um, uh, we've upped them. We originally were only like 45 bucks a month, 50 bucks a month. Uh, wow. yeah. And I upped them a little bit, of course, you know, because we needed new equipment, you know, rents going up, there's just different costs and I need a little bit more money in my pocket, but if I kept it cheap, I can get more people in the door. And I think 
because the prices are so much cheaper, that is another reason why we are the biggest club, I believe, in the state of Kentucky, you know. And, you know, a lot of these people are just teenagers, you know, the 16, the 19-year-old kids or that school-age kids, man, they don't have a lot of money, you know. And I know that. I've been there. I've been a broke 20-year-old weightlifter, like, looking for a place to live for 150 bucks a month. No way. I can't do it. So mm-hmm. you end up training out of a garage or bank, begging other people to let, you know, to use their equipment. So we lowered, we kept the prices low. And uh, there's times where it's tough. I know that. But, you know, it's kind of keep chugging forward and I'm sure eventually we're going to have to up the prices again, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now have you, I know earlier you said that you've done some type of like boot camps and things like that for more of just like general population kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Have you considered doing more of that to kind of offset the costs of the, the weightlifting side and to just give a little bit more, generate a little bit more revenue for the business to take some of the pressure off there oh gosh yeah they're when we do them it's awesome it's yeah. just an immense amount of work so i'm the head coach and the owner so i coach every single one of my practices i'm there every day um you know nine to uh 5 30 and then i also have a full-time job as a fireman so these boot camps that we do and different things that's just a, a lot more stress on me so I've done them before, but like I mentioned, I started dating uh, a girl named Shelby um, about two years ago, and she actually is assistant coach for us now. And okay. she's kind of now the one that's going to start taking that personal training side. Um, she's got her degree in physical fitness. Um, she's done um, bodybuilding um, shows before. So she's really good at that side of stuff, and she's got that personality for it. So we're slowly building some clientele for it right now. We've um, done some things on Instagram, like, some like early advertising, like, Hey, are you interested in this? You know, would you want to do it? So I'm guessing within the next few months, we're going to have an actual dedicated, probably ladies only boot camp. Yeah. Um, that's going to be more of just your general health and wellness. Mm-hmm. So absolutely. That's great. Great income or great uh, generation of money. It's yeah. just, for me, it's a lot of work on myself. Right. Yeah. You, you definitely need help. You know, you need somebody else to be able to balance that side of things just because it can be a lot, but typically, you know, I always find that when you have a a super specific market like that, usually having some type of general fitness, general population, something or other to just kind of balance things out and, and cover the overhead anyway, you know, so you don't have to worry about it so much. Um, We see that a lot, a lot with like martial arts facilities, you know, they're doing Muay Thai or MMA or uh, jujitsu or whatever it might be, but they always have like a a fitness kickboxing class to balance it out or whatever it might be. So um, definitely helpful as far as taking some of the pressure off anyway, and just making sure that everything's covered on a monthly basis. Um, and yeah. then a little extra money in your pocket is never a bad thing. Either. No, at the end of the day, like, <laughs> yeah, we're a business, but yeah, we've done it. Um, probably one of my most successful things that we've done is we've done, like, um, we bring in high school sports teams and we'll be okay. like, Hey, you know, um, we're going to, you know, yeah, a lot of your high school coaches, you know, your football coaches will do, they're the ones that are teaching these kids back squat, bench, deadlift and stuff. And, you know, they haven't learned anything since when they were in high school, you know, in the seventies. So we've come in and do a little boot camp with these kids. Like, hey, we're gonna show you the squat, deadlift, bench, whatever, a couple of these lifts really well. 
And that's super easy to generate money. Two day mm-hmm. camp done. And it's yeah. money in the pocket. And mm-hmm. it doesn't take that much extra time to really to do. He's got to set a weekend aside. Right. Um, but yeah, that was really successful. I've done a couple of those. Yeah. But setting it up is a lot of work, but once you get it going, it's easy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Once it, uh, once you get it rolled out, it's like tends to be pretty simple process. So Mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. Okay. So now one thing that I always love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could provide a piece of advice to somebody who is considering going their own way, doing their own thing, opening their own facility, what would that be? What's one of the biggest things you've learned over the years? Uh, So I've been in the fitness industry now a little over 10 years. Don't get in the fitness industry for the sole reason to make money. And what I mean by that is, yeah, you're going to make money, but make sure that you truly love the fitness industry, Mm -hmm. that you want to see people get healthier, lose weight, that you want to see someone perform better. If you're in there solely to make a dollar, your heart's not going to be in it. And people are going to see that really quick. I've seen it with other gym owners. They're like, yeah, they're in there. They're doing whatever they have to do to keep members happy or whatever. But if you're excited about every time you come in the gym because you like to work out, Mm-hmm. that's going to resonate a lot with your members. So right. if you're going to open a gym, make sure you love being at a gym, you know, yeah. make sure it's what you truly enjoy and love. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Cause sometimes it gets a little challenging, you know, and, mm-hmm. and on those days, the, the passion for what you're doing and helping other people change their lives in one way or another is kind of what keeps you going. So yeah. that's a, Definitely a good piece of advice there. All right, perfect. So now as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? I'm sorry, you cut in and out there for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, Where can the listeners find you on social media? Yeah, so on Instagram, it's Backwoods Barbell. And then that's our most um, active account. Um, We have a Facebook. I'll be honest, we don't use it very much. We'll post some big events on there. Uh, It's Backwoods Kentucky Barbell. And then you can also visit us on backwoodsbarbell.com. Um, we got all of our different packages on there. You can go through our website, uh, see what we do and how we, um, you know, do different programs. And, uh, you know, there's also some merchandise on there. There you go. Perfect. All right. Get the plug in, right? What's that? Get the plug in for merchandise. Yeah. Like, hey. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right. So Dylan from Backwoods Kentucky Barbell in Walton, Kentucky. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's been so great having you on the show today. Yeah. Thank you, Bree. Had a lot of fun. Good. Absolutely. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.